Welcome to a very exciting episode of Podcasting for the Right Reasons. My name is Brennan. I'm with my co-host, Marty Crowder. I'm here. Hey, guys. And we have a super special guest. We're super excited about this. So we are very excited. You probably saw, if you listen to us, then you watch The Bachelor, you watch The Bachelorette, and you watch The Bachelor in Paradise, and you saw... Honestly, one of the tallest people I've ever seen at six foot six. I'm I'm six foot two, and I feel pretty tall. I feel short compared Listen, next to him. I'm four eleven and a half, so everyone's tall to me in the universe. So. <laughs> well, I guess that's not really a fair comparison. <laughs> but joining us from Bachelorette from Bachelor in Paradise is Connor. Thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Thanks Connor. Yeah. Okay. So we do have a really quick uh, just, yeah, question just a quick for question. you. Just a clarification. Yeah. So we. We listened to a lot of things that you were on, and we could never find anyone actually pronouncing your last name. Like, no one says it. Like, I don't know why. How do you how, say how, it? How, do you, how would you say it? Okay. Okay. Uh, she guessed Saley. I yeah. guess Saeely. It is, it is Saley. It's Saley? Oh, you were right. We okay. talked about this for like 10 minutes last night. I was like, I think it's Saley. <laughs> awesome. All yeah. right. If you were here in our studio, I would high five you. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the very first. So we, we'll just go ahead and jump into it. What were, what made you th- sign up for the Bachelorette to begin with? Uh, yeah. So it's actually a pretty uh, interesting story. Um, I so I used to watch the show with my sister when I was younger, and um, eventually she went to college, and so I started watching it with some friends in high school, and it was kind of a joke between us that. If I was 24, 25, and single, they would nominate me to be on the show. Um, so, you know, come fast forward to being 24, uh, minding my own business, working at Goldman Sachs, and yeah. I ultimately was pretty frustrated with my job and um, ended up going into work one day before Thanksgiving of last year and said that I, you know, kind of wanted to move on um, and do some more entrepreneurial things, start my own business. And they asked me to stay till the end of January. So I did that. Um, But the week following Thanksgiving, I got a call out of nowhere from a producer on The Bachelorette. um, And they said that someone had nominated me. Um, Oh, wow. So you were nominated. Okay. um, Someone had nominated me. And it was a friend. One of my friends were back home. And um, they asked if I'd be interested in doing it. And thought, you know, why not? Kind of worked out perfectly timing in my life um and so kind of went through that process so it just happened to be in a time of your life where you were searching for a new direction and this yeah, this no, gave you an opportunity exactly. right? and, and i thought it was it was interesting too because it was like i i had been really frustrated with my job um going through that summer i mean goldman sachs is a great place to work mm-hmm. especially out of college um great reputation but it, i was just never passionate about it and i think that's something that a lot of you know, young people struggle with is, you know, you don't really know what you want to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I was no different. And it was cool. It kind of felt like the moment where, you know, I took back my life in a way and did what I wanted to do. Versus Absolutely. Yeah. I thought I should do like all these cool opportunities opened up, including the, the bachelorette. Yeah. Cause it sounds like, so some, some interesting things that like we, we tried to do our research here on podcasting for the right reasons. <laughs> And um, so some interesting things that we did find out about you. So it says here, like, you're a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Is that true? Would you say that? I love, love doing outdoorsy, adventurous stuff. Awesome. Um, love, 
I mean, similar to Pilot Pete, I love uh, flying planes. I don't have a pilot's license or anything, but okay, um, it's I love like being up in the air and, and all that. Yeah, because um, we were actually going to ask you about that this pilot thing. Like, we heard that you love flying, so I do. I, it, when I was little growing up, I, I was obsessed with airplanes. Um, I don't know what it was, but I just loved flying, and like I had all these little toy airplanes back home, and. Um, since I've grown up, I've been able to like fly a plane, um, obviously with a co-pilot, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's so cool just being up in the air and, you know, just like, I don't know, it's crazy when you get handed the controls and it's like, all right, you're flying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, yeah, it's not a video game. It's real life. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But I've, I've done a lot of cool, like flying things. I flew in a, a biplane back home in Michigan. Oh, wow. And we did, uh. The guy did like flips in the air, which was crazy. That's that's incredible. Um, yeah. But I, I just I love I love that stuff. Wow. So that's really cool. So that like fits right into like you love traveling and uh, like it obviously adventure. So that goes right into like being in the Bachelor Nation world. I'm sure that's like an adrenal adrenaline high, like a whirlwind, right? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, being able to travel to all those locations and especially the dates that we would go on to. Um, like the group dates, I mean, playing rugby and the Highland games in Scotland. Um, it was all just like crazy adrenaline rush dates that you honestly like can't recreate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, it was really cool to be a part of that. And then going into the bachelorette itself, there's a lot of people and a lot of personalities in a yeah. room like that. There's adventure, but there's also drama, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> who were, who were some of the people that you became close with? I've seen you in pictures with Mike and, uh, as, and then conversation was also the the people you hung out with and the people you really connected b- with. But there was also, I mean, we, we can't really go an interview with you without talking about Luke and your experiences with him <laughs> on and off camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd say like good good friends from the show. Honestly, pretty much every guy that was, I mean, every guy that was there was generally a pretty cool guy. Um, I'd say. Pretty much everyone that was in the final nine, um, I became really close with just yeah. because you spent so much more time together. Um, but like probably the best friends, Mike, Dylan, John Paul Jones. Um, oh, I JPJ. spent a lot of time with them, especially because yeah. they were in paradise too. Yeah, um, and they, so we they spent uh, a lot of time together. Yeah, that gives you a chance to bond even more when you're spending something in a lo- more low key environment like paradise. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Tyler, Peter, th- those guys as well, Garrett, um, you know, we, we all got really close towards the end of the season. Um, I, I, I guess on the Luke topic, you know, I, and I've, I've said this before in other interviews, I, I don't think he's a bad person at all. Um, yeah. I, I think going on the show brings out the best side of you and the worst side of you too. And unfortunately for him, I think it brought out, you know, a not so great side. Um, I, I don't think he's a bad person at all. And, um, I, so Tyler C and I, when we were in Scotland, um, it got to a point where no one was talking to him really. Um, because that was right after Rhode Island when we had that rugby game and he was involved in kind of that whole thing with the other Luke. And, um, Tyler C and I both talked to him separately because we felt bad for him. You know, it's, it's oh, like gotcha. you're in this tough situation. 
um, emotions are running high, and we kind of, Tyler and I said to each other, you know, you don't push someone down further when they're like that. You know, you build them up, mm-hmm. and you try and support them. Especially um, in a situation where you have to be with this person all the time. You can't continue to make it worse. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, and also, too, it wasn't fun for us because so much of the conversation was about him that, yeah, um, you know, we didn't, we wanted to talk about other things. So we were trying to make it um, to fix that for everyone. But ultimately, you know, I, I talked to him and I just wanted to hear him out, hear his story and he kind of um, talked about what happened in Rhode Island and the game. And, you know, I think he understood that he was at fault in what happened and that he had said some things to Hannah that may have not been true about Luke and, and all that. And so, um, you know, I, I thought we were on the same page. Um, I became a little cautious of him just because, like, I would hear one thing that he would say to me in a private conversation, and that when we be in the broader group, he might say something different. Yeah, I mean, um, I gotta say, I became a cautious, a bit of a cautious viewer. You know, up here, like hearing him say one thing, I was like, I know there's editors, but because, I don't know. Yeah, because especially when because we're not there, we're only allowed to see what the editors and producers show us when and you get a different perspective even in the room so there's so much information Mm -hmm. so much misinformation going around you don't know what's true and what's not true and you have to be cautious with someone like that right exactly exactly and yeah i mean that's the unfortunate thing about watching the show too is they honestly show probably less than one percent of the conversations that happen so you know so much happens that you don't see and um it, it kind of made it look like we were just ganging up on Luke the whole time, mm-hmm. but it, that wasn't necessarily the case. I mean, in, in Latvia, too, we all, you know, we we welcomed him back in with, with open arms, and there was a point in the group date where, you know, everyone kind of apologized, and Mike even said, because um, Mike had been saying that he was calling Luke, Luke psycho, path um and he he told luke to his face he said i i stopped saying that i call you luke puppy dog now (laughs) (laughs) and so so like we we were all friends with him and then the whole thing happened with hannah where he talked to her and that cocktail party was canceled so yeah um, and it kind of turned everyone again so i mean everyone was just frustrated with him and yeah my frustration kind of came out at the mental all um because i was just mad watching it all back and seeing everything that happened and how much time was just wasted on that. Um, but I've, I've exchanged messages with Luke and I've, I've said this to him at the mental all too, that, you know, none of us wish ill will on him at all. Um, it's a tough situation going on the show and we all get it. We've been through mm-hmm. it. Um, and we wish the best for him. And, um, you know, I, I definitely, you know, hope he learns from the experience. Because yeah, like, like you said, there's a, it puts everyone, it takes out the best in some people and takes out the worst in some people. Yeah. So just because he was bad there doesn't mean he's a bad person. just means he was put in a stressful situation. He didn't re- respond properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, once you're put in that situation, it's tough to dig yourself out. Yeah. Um, you you built yourself into a character. Him, yeah. It seemed like with him, he just kind of dug himself further into the hole rather than out. Um, which made it more difficult. Gotcha. So speaking of uh, people that may or may not have dug themselves into a hole and found it hard to get out of, um, what was your reaction to what happened at the end of the season with Hannah and uh, Jed? Yeah. Um, that's, that's 
stuff. I, I know. <laughs> none, of us, none of us knew about that whole thing when we were filming um i honestly had no idea and i really didn't know until i got back from paradise which was way later after all that had been in the the magazines and everything so um you know i i don't know i at the end of the day i don't really know like the full extent of the situation too with, mm-hmm. with jet um and i haven't really talked to him about it i mean i i think he realizes that he screwed up he's admitted that he made a mistake um which you know i respect i think people need to own up to their actions um and you know i I, a lot of times it's confusing to me why you know people go on the show when they kind of have these you know situations back home or whatever in their life absolutely yeah on a reality tv show you kind of have to expect that to come out um so i mean that's kind of my standpoint on it i i i do feel extremely bad from the standpoint that him and his family have have and received so much hate and negative messages and i think that's you know really unfortunate Mm -hmm. um it's you know in my opinion it's not other people's place to, to judge and to send hate to, to someone. Um, I just think that's that's tough. Yeah. But I do think he he messed up and he realized that. Yeah. It's an unfortunate side effect of a show like that because this, I mean, it's TV show and it's enjoyment, but it's also your guys' lives and your guys' families yeah. on the line. And you guys are getting hate for something that you did, not necessarily even badly. It's just wasn't didn't handle it properly. And I think and, as viewers too, like we... We kind of, we can forget that, you know, yeah. I mean, like, not you and me, I feel like we're smart, but, <laughs> but, but like, you know, like, there's yeah. people that will watch this and they're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe yeah. blah, blah, and send well, those messages. Too, you know, I mean, probably 99 plus percent of the messages I've received have been extremely positive and nice, but yeah, I mean, there's always a handful of negative messages. I, I haven't had me in a while, but especially when the season was airing, you know, there would be a few. That's and, crazy to me. Like... <laughs> You, you only remember the negative ones. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And, and they, they get to you. And so I, you know, having received even a few of them, I can't imagine being Luke or Jed with how many they received. Um, and I mean, it definitely affects you mentally. So mm-hmm. I do have a lot of respect for them with how they handled those situations after the show. Um, because it is extremely difficult to go through that. Yeah. I'm really glad that you brought that up because a few weeks ago, I know. Um, we had heard a podcast interview with Blake, and he was um, on the pot, the um, Bachelor the Bachelor ha- Happy Hour. Yeah, the Bachelor Happy Hour. And he yeah. was t- actually talking about how on the island, you know, like how it affected him, you know, and all of the negative press and feedback that he got from people. And, you know, and again, people just forget that you guys are real people, which is so silly. But like, how do you how do you handle that negativity when it comes your way? You know, like you said, luckily, it's not been too much. But, you know, how do you handle that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because a lot of, I, I usually respond to the negative messages. Um, and I say, you know, I just say like, thank you. Um, because I think it's funny because then people feel bad. For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like a love, so, like whenever they give you. Yeah. Too, usually when I respond to a negative one, they'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you responded. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, he's a real person. You can't say something mean and then be like excited that I responded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't know. I've, I've kind of stopped reading a lot of those things because it, it only gets in your head and it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's not good for you to read them. Um, and I, I think I, I kind of tell myself too, you know, if someone, if I met this person face to face, would they say that to me, mm. to my face? And the answer probably every time is no. So, um, I don't know. I just, there, there's something about being behind a screen that gets people some confidence to be able to say whatever they want. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it's unfortunate. Um, but I, I just wish people would put themselves in, in our shoes sometimes. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, we are normal people. Um, obviously I, I went on a reality TV show, you know, I know what I signed up for, but, um, I didn't necessarily sign up for people sending negative comments. And I think everyone kind of feels the same way about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on. I know that they edit a lot, but how much do you, how much time did you actually spend with Hannah herself? either on group dates or on cocktail parties or on your one-on-one. Because we saw that really cute, that really cute one-on-one, like, again, virtual high-five to those post-it notes. I'm just saying that was true romanticism. I I was going to say, that. I don't know if that was quick thinking or what, but that was impressive, man. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I mean, honestly, that that date was probably my favorite moment. Yeah. uh, Or my favorite day from the whole season. Um you know, I, I had had a really like stressful first week because I wasn't on a date the first week. Yeah. And, you know, especially having like kissed her the first night, I was so confused, you know, like, why am I not on a date? Mm -hmm. Does she not like me? Like, I don't know, you know, and I was really getting in my head and then I, you know, kind of hit me that, okay, maybe it's because she wants to take me on this one-on-one date. So, um, I, I was so excited to go on it. Obviously, it didn't go to plan at all, but to me, it was more like a real life situation. Of, yeah. You know, her actually being sick and just kind of spend the day hanging out a little bit um, versus I think we were supposed to go originally sailing from Manhattan Beach. Oh, man, um, that would have been awesome. <laughs> which, yeah, that would have been awesome. But um, it was cool to just spend that moment with her. And then obviously, the nighttime part with that concert was so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, that, that moment of the nighttime concert was honestly my favorite part of the entire season. Um, cause I'd seen the show before, so I'd, I'd seen those dates. Oh yeah. To yeah. be on one of those, especially with no audience, mm-hmm. it was just a very intimate moment. Mm. I just love the dramatic moment where that guy came into the mansion and was like, Connor, where's Connor? <laughs> Were you shocked? I was, I was Were you so confused? <laughs> I, I didn't even realize that I didn't get a rose because uh, I was, you know, I was bummed that I had to leave her and like say goodbye. Uh, but I was also kind of on a high because I had spent, you know, a lot of good time with yeah. her and it just felt so real. Um, and I came back to the mansion and then the question was posed to me like, oh, you know, typically you get like a one or you get a rose after one on one date. Like you didn't. How do you feel about that? And I was like, oh. You know, You're like, oh, I wait, I'm not. I don't have a room. Thanks, guys, for highlighting yeah, that. I killed the vibe in the room, and then the, the limo driver came in. I was I was shocked, but I was fired up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, when, when um, that... I guess I'm like the, the point of overall time with her. Um, that was one downside of that one-on-one date is usually you get to spend like a full day. Um, but I really only had 
maybe an hour and a half with her um, at in her room, and then um, that night, honestly, not much time one on one with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, it was kind of a bummer because that was my only one on one date, and so you know I never really felt like I really had enough time with her to say if we were right for each other or not gotcha. um and then overall in the season I mean honestly one-on-one time I probably only spent maybe like three or four hours with her which is crazy to think now because I got to the point where you know the week after I got sent home was hometown so um that was a potential for me and uh, it's crazy to think that she almost came home with me and I had spent, you know, four hours with her. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's interesting because I know that you guys don't, even the people who got more time didn't spend a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And I think that really gets how you get into the problems of people not really feeling connected at the end. Because not only is their relationship rushed, but most of the time you guys are together, you're dating other people yeah. and there's balancing going on and you don't actually get to know this person. Mm-hmm. That's such, yeah. yeah, I think that's such a reality check, though. Like, wow, it's like, oh, wow, you only spent, like, four, three or four hours with her or something as a whole. But it's like, oh, wow. Like, did you feel caught up in that world, though? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely. It's it's crazy thinking back on it now. I mean, you know, you'd be on a group date and, let's say, Peter went to talk to her. And he would come back with a huge smile on his face. You know, it went well. And you'd, you'd give him, like, a high five, fist pound. Like, oh, good job, man. Like, happy for you. And then you kind of sit there and you're like, wait, I'm dating this girl too. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I always Uh, think that's so funny when like watching that camaraderie too. And it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wait, that's. (laughs) The thing I say on that is as much as we, you know, we're dating Hannah and like wanted it to work out with us. Mm -hmm. We, for the most part, all of us wanted the best for her. And, you know, if, if I wasn't right for her, if anyone wasn't right for her then like we all realized that and we didn't just want to necessarily stick around if she wasn't into us or if you know there wasn't a connection there so um I think that's kind of where a lot of that like support of the other guys yeah. comes from um but but yeah no I mean it's it is weird thinking that you're you know you're dating someone else you're dating someone with all these other guys there and um, you know, you're trying to build a relationship and especially on group dates, it was just, it was tough to like work through that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And let's, let's jump into that last day when you went to go talk to her. What did, what did you expect heading into that? And how were you, I know that you guys hadn't spent a lot of time together, but you guys had developed a relationship and how was, how was that jumping from that and, and leaving that and jumping right into paradise? How does that, how does that happen? How, like, how do you emotionally handle that? Yeah, what's your mindset with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, look, going into that last, or the last week in particular when we were in Amsterdam, I knew, because I had only spent three or four hours with her, I had probably spent half the time myself versus everyone else that was left that week. And mm-hmm. so I knew if, if I don't get a one-on-one date, I, I don't know if I'm going to get there to be able to want to take her home gotcha yeah i I thought you know there's no way she's gonna want to go home with me because she doesn't really know me um so 
I, I just knew that, and Mike and I had talked before, even before he got that third date card that week. That I, you know, I was like, Mike, I, I don't have a good feeling about this. Um, I honestly, dude, you know, if if I don't get this date, like, I I think I'm going home. Um, and you know, Mike got the date card, and I was I was pretty mad. Like, I was yeah. happy for Mike, but I was just kind of frustrated with the situation because I felt like I didn't get a chance really. Um, and you know from that went to talk to her and that conversation was going well so I thought you know for a moment that all right maybe she's not going to send me home like maybe maybe she is ready to go home with me or whatever and um kind of just took a turn and she said our momentum had slowed down which you know I, I completely agreed with that um it's tough being on an early one-on-one date and then just being on group dates mm-hmm. the rest of the time because yeah. you, you kind of lose ground everyone yeah. else and you're not as fresh in her mind of mm-hmm. um who she's thinking about so i feel like that's a was, common thing that happens too they see you on the show like someone will have a really great one-on-one like the first right out the gate and then it's like but there's 26 other people or like 30 yeah, other people because because right after that one-on-one i don't remember if you remember ernie but i'm just like this guy is top five he's like oh for sure i do remember yeah because you did the notes you had that great date i'm just like yeah. this he's handsome he's a good he's gonna go far i'm just like i don't know i guess it was just a matter of you know just poor timing in terms of the date itself yeah 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 and honestly after my one-on-one i i thought i was i I don't want to say i was like the front runner Mm -hmm. but i i felt very confident yeah um, you were just like go home everyone i've won (laughs) (laughs) but but no like I, i i her the first night and i knew that only luke and cam were the other two that kissed her um tyler g who had had the one-on-one the first week oh yeah sent home and so going into the traveling portion of the show i was the only one that had had a one-on-one date and so i had spent more time with her than anyone else and so i i felt super confident and um i think as the weeks went on that confidence just kind of got uh, you know, getting smaller and smaller to the point where I had realized that other people were also very confident about their relationships with her. And I think that got into my head sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, ultimately, you know, I, I think that did affect, you know, our conversations. And I mean, it was just a bummer to not be able to spend a lot of time with her at the end because, you know, leaving and going home on that flight back from Amsterdam, I was just thinking in my head, you know, kind of what if, you know, what if, what if I had gone to her room in Scotland or um, in Latvia, you know, I, that's, and that's still kind of in my head now. It's just, there's a lot of what ifs. And, you know, if I had done something differently um, to try and get more time with her, mm-hmm. things would have ended differently. But um, I mean, that was definitely the biggest struggle leaving. Gotcha. Yeah. That really is unfortunate yeah, though. Yeah. Well, so to transition out of the bachelorette then, so like you, you leave, you know, and you have your downtime in between and then, oh, you find yourself on this crazy, crazy paradise island. How, what were normal days like once you arrived in paradise? Did it feel like paradise? What, what was it like? (laughs) So paradise, paradise was not super enjoyable for me. Really? Yeah. Um, So I, I had... A couple weeks after I got home from the Bachelorette, I was reached out to about Paradise. 
I was interested and, you know, I had a blast on the bachelorette. I had such a good experience. Um, and there were girls I was interested in from Colton season that I ultimately, you know, wanted to meet. And, um, this was kind of my opportunity to do it. So I was really excited for it. And I, I think I flew out the day filming started actually, gotcha. um, with the intention of going in a couple days later. And ultimately the producers came in my room a couple days in and in this like feeder hotel that you stay in before you go into actual paradise. And they said, you know, we're not going to send you in right now. You're actually going to be here for like seven more days. Oh my goodness. So, so I was in this hotel room for 10 days, no phone, um, <laughs> couldn't really leave the room, would only leave the room for like an hour or two a day to go work out. Someone would have to take me to do that. Um, otherwise, I was in the room. I had one book with me that I finished. And it was honestly like having that right off the bat was not fun because you're fired up to go into paradise and then you know, you have to sit and wait. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, that would be hard. It's like, surprise, you're not. You're going to live the life of a sequestered juror for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, oh, man. Uh, when, I, when I did go in at the wedding, it was it was, uh, it was was a blast. It was cool to finally be a part of it. And then, all, like, I went into actual paradise the next morning. Um, and it was it was fun to finally be there. But for the most part in the days, you just kind of, kind of hang out. Um You'd wake up around 10, maybe, mm-hmm. go eat. Um, usually someone would come down to the beach around, like, noon or 1. Oh, my goodness. And, then, and so you'd film for a little bit then, and then you'd just kind of do whatever for the rest of the day, and someone would come down later and take someone else on a date. Um, and then, I mean, somehow I got away with going to bed pretty early. Uh, <laughs> I, I usually went to bed like before midnight every night. Oh wow, um, that's nice. And I know some people would have to stay up a little later to like two yeah. or later. But um, other than that, honestly, it was kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, and then the wedding itself. We saw the video of you talking to Kaylin. We saw the video later of you talking to Christina, and then clearly you met with Whitney. So was this just was it a lot of people who were friends with Crystal and Chris, right? Yeah, yeah. Crystal and Chris, and then there was also a bunch of people that were just there in paradise waiting to be taken down. Did you guys know Crystal and Chris? Or did you did you know uh, Crystal and Chris? That was that was the first time I'd met <laughs> I wondered, because I was like, yeah, every was, everyone's at this wedding. Was at their wedding, uh, being a special guest at their wedding also. Yeah. But, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, so mo- most of the people that were there were friends of them or you know, from Bachelor Nation. And then obviously there were the people from that were filming in paradise. And then there were three guys and three girls that were special guests at the wedding. Um, and I think the intention was for uh, all the three guys and the three girls to mingle with the other people that were in paradise and to see, you know, okay, if there's interest in, any of us or if we're interested in any of the people that are down there. Um, so I thought it was, I thought it was actually a good way to enter because Mm -hmm. otherwise, you know, you enter in, uh, you, you come down to the beach with a date card. You have no idea who's there and you get like 30 minutes to talk to people and figure out who you want to take. Um, I was fortunate to have a full night to talk to people and, 
That's true. Yeah, you got you got thing. lucky. You had yeah, a pity. So I, I thought that was super helpful. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. Yeah. yeah. Did you uh, did you have an idea that you were going to ask Kaylin before you got to the before you actually got to paradise after you talked to her at the wedding? Um. Yeah. So after that wedding night, I I knew because I knew Whitney wasn't down in paradise. Um. And I knew that I was I I. I knew I was going to take Kaylin on a date for sure. Um, and I, I, I wasn't sure when Whitney would come down, if she would at all. Um, I think if Whitney was down there, it would have been more of a toss-up on who I would have taken. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, at that point, I knew I was going to take Kaylin. Yeah. I loved the um, – I can't remember if it was on the – after the final rose or whatever, but, like, the um, – when Whitney, you were talking to Whitney first, I think it was, and then Kaylin kind of swooped in. Was am I right about that? Like, <laughs> yeah. So Whitney and I were talking, and um, we had actually asked the kind of producers or people if we could go talk in private somewhere, um, and they kind of said like, "Yeah, hold on one minute, we'll we'll try and set that up," and then. You know, as we were kind of waiting, Kaylin came over and was like, can I, you know, steal you away for a second? Mm -hmm. Like, kind of a weird situation for me, but um, said I would, said to Whitney, you know, I'll I'll be back. And um, then I, you know, went and talked to Kaylin and that conversation went well. But I I was still in a position where I wanted to talk to Whitney and, like, get to know her more. We were, we weren't at the same table at the wedding, so, like, kind of separated then and of course they put me right next to Kaylin um and so yeah you know I, I was just kind of waiting for that chance to talk to Whitney again but ultimately you know the wedding ended pretty late in the night and I just never got that opportunity mm-hmm. that's that's unfortunate though yeah no I mean it's 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 definitely unfortunate um I don't, I don't think I have any regrets necessarily in yeah. how it all played out because, I mean, I couldn't really control if, you know, Whitney was going to come down or not. Right, um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think I as unfortunate as the Kalen situation was, um, I am happy that, you know, we went on that date together and spent time together. Um, obviously wish it would have gone differently, but... Um, I don't regret that at all. So, okay. So speaking of Kaylin though, so in the, the situation, how did it all go down when Dean unexpectedly came back to the island? Like what? Cause for us, it was, I think it was a two part to be continued. So it was like, I have to wait a whole day to find out what happened on this island. <laughs> but like for you guys, how long, how long did that take? And like, were you shocked or were there rumblings that Dean might come back? Uh, no, I was absolutely <laughs> shocked. Um, uh, that whole situation probably asked, lasted two, probably two hours. Oh, man. Longer. Um, yeah. And, I mean, look, I knew that Dean was there before and that he had left. And um, Kaylin was really upset. And then I came in and it seemed like she was happy again. And yeah. And fine. And honestly, she, and I think I said this on the reunion show, she never gave me a reason to believe that if Dean came back, she would leave with him. Um, everything's that everything that she said to me and was doing just indicated that she was happy and fine and content with, with where we were. 
and she even said that she was over Dean and all that stuff. Um, and so in, in that morning too, we had a conversation and she asked me, she said, if, if someone came down, if Whitney came down, would you go on a date with her? And, you know, I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't really give a direct answer. I was yeah. kind of like spun it back. I was like, oh, I don't know. Like if someone came down, would you go on a date with them? And, <laughs> and she said no. And so when she said that, it just, it, it, I was like, okay, you know, she's, she's committed. She's yeah. In. And then when Dean came back, even initially, um, I, and the, the group sitting on that day bed with me, even they asked me and I was like, I, I feel really confident right now. Like I, I'm not worried about this. Yeah, even I, even I watching that from over. To, I think mm-hmm. Dean's here to say sorry or whatever, but I, I really have no, um, like, I'm not worried. Yeah. And by and, then, why would you be? And, You're like, yeah, right. Especially if she wasn't interested in anyone else. Initial conversation. Mm-hmm. And, um, she said, and, and this is where I kind of started to have some doubt. And she was like, you know, Dean came back and he said, he wants me to leave with him, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, and she's like, I feel like I know what I need to do. I just need to think about it. And so I was like, okay, like, all right, this is a little weird that you're questioning this, but I'll give you time to think. And I told her too, if even 1% of you wants to leave, then you should go. Like if, if you're going to stay here, I want you to be a hundred percent in. Um, I don't want you to have any regrets about, you know, thinking that you should have left with him. Like if, if even part of you thinks you should, then I want you to do that. And so she went and, um, had a few moments to think. And then she went back to talk to Dean and I was sitting in the day bed and I was still confident that she was going to stay. And then all of a sudden I see her start making out with him. Oh, I, goodness. You know, my heart just kind of sank. And yeah. I mean, that's such an embarrassing moment for mm-hmm. me to be sitting there and have that happen right in front of my face. And to me, I felt a little disrespected too. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so I just kind of walked away and went up to one of the, the bedrooms and um, she came up and said that she, she wanted to leave and um, she you know, she did say sorry, but honestly, there wasn't really an explanation. And I think she said that she said it was just like a gut feeling that she you know, needed to go. And I mean, I, I respected that. Um, initially, after it happened, we kind of like tried to play it off and act, you know, like I was fine and all that. But ultimately, you know, at the end of the night, it, it really got to me mentally and emotionally. And I kind of broke down um, just because it's it was such a confusing situation to, to go through. Um, and you know, it was, it was tough for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. And you, you mentioned before that you didn't really necessarily enjoy your time in paradise and would given, given the opportunity to go again, would you go back? And is there anyone that you would want to see there? Somebody who necessarily wasn't there last time or someone who was, in a relationship at that time, but as that's, but as since then kind of become single, would you be interested in going back? And then would, who would you be interested in pursuing if you went back? Oh yeah. Uh, you're going to get me in trouble with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, no, I mean, there's absolutely girls I would be interested yeah. in, in meeting there. Um, I, and I, I think too, like I haven't seen 
or really talk to the girls from on Peter's season yet. So that's true. Um, yeah, sure it's a whole new crop of people available. In, but um, I don't know. I, I, I even though I don't regret going on a date with Kaylin, I wish I talked to more of the people that were down there um, and like actually gotten to know them. Yeah. I think I was so like shut off from everyone else because I was so like clings to Kaylin initially that I didn't really develop those like friendships or relationships with some of the other girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it'd, it'd be cool to like get to know some other girls. I mean, I talked to Christina a lot or at least a little bit. She was a really cool girl. Um, she'd be cool to get to know better. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there, there's definitely other girls I'd be interested in meeting. Okay. Well, that was a smart answer that I feel like won't yes. get you in any trouble. It's very, <laughs> dip- good. It was very diplomatic. <laughs> Well, we just have a, like two more questions for you because we know we got to get you out of here. But mm. so how have how has life changed in general um, after the show? You know, how like this whole whirlwind of Bachelor Nation. And if you want to share, are you still single? Because I know things didn't happen. Things didn't work out with Whitney. But, you know, life has <laughs> happened in between. So yeah. what what's that been um, like? Yeah, no, I am. I am still single. OK. Um, I've been on a few dates, but ultimately I think I'm just trying to work on myself right now. If gotcha. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because something like that will change you, so you need time to reevaluate what's important to you. And like you said, he exactly. hasn't seen he hasn't seen Peter's season yet. So exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, no, I, I I think I have a lot of you know personal interests and career interests and everything that I'm trying to pursue right now, and um, trying to make the most of those. So I focus a lot on that. Um, coming off the show is definitely crazy. You know, no one prepares you for it. Um, I knew that, you know, you get some like recognition from the show, but not to the extent that it has happened. So it's been wild. It's been a lot of fun though. I love, you know, interacting with people that are fans of the show and, um, have supported me throughout it. So I, I really love doing that. Um, yeah, obviously there's some negative messages like I said before yeah. but overwhelmingly um, it's just positive messages and love and um, I'm so appreciative to, to everyone that has reached out and um, I know I, I don't respond to many messages but I definitely see a lot of them so uh, I do appreciate all that for sure that's great yeah yeah and then one thing before we let you go Peter, you talked about getting to know Peter on the Bachelorette season. What what can you let us know into Peter's character as we get to start to yeah. know him better? What do you think this season's gonna be like? <laughs> yeah, um, that's a great question. So I, I'll be honest, a lot of people wrote him off pretty early on the Bachelorette uh, when we were there. I remember talking to guys, and you know, you you have conversations like, "Oh yeah, like, I think these people are gonna make it pretty far." And, Remember, some people were saying, you know, no, Peter, I don't really know about Peter. And I always said, Peter's the dark horse of this whole thing. Um, yeah. So he, he's quiet. He knows his game. Um, he's a pilot. And <laughs> I, the thing, too, is, like, he knows all these magic tricks. And I remember he just, like, mesmerized all of us in the house. We were all sitting around that main, like, living room area. And Peter would do these magic tricks. And we were just... <laughs> That's fantastic. Heard it here I, first. I knew, He's a magician. Yeah, he was—he's just the sweetest guy. So I think he'll do great. Can um, we change his name from Pilot Pete quiet. to Peter the Magician? Yeah, Peter, Pete the Magician. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, he's 
I think similar to me, like I was kind of a quieter guy, but um, I think, you know, he'll, I think he'll do a great job at um, being the lead and he's definitely, you know, deserving of love. So I have a lot of respect for him and I'm excited to, to watch him. But I will say I, I love Pete. I'm excited that he's the bachelor, hundred percent support him. Um, next season, I would love to see Mike as the bachelor. Uh, I, I feel like I made it pretty obvious that I was team Mike. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> still am team Mike. Uh, there were a whole lot of team Mikes from, out there. Yeah. Definitely support anyone for my season, but, um, Mike's my guy. He's my roommate everywhere. And, uh, uh. he's a fellow Texan as well. So, um, have a lot of respect for him. Well, that's awesome. Well, that's great. We really appreciate you stopping by. I guess not really stopping by because you called. He's so. here virtually. He virtually <laughs> stopped. <laughs> so we, we really appreciate you calling in and giving us giving us some time to hang out yeah. with you. And some inside scoop. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, absolutely. A lot. thanks for having me on. Yeah. No problem. Well, all right. Yeah. Like I said, we know we got to get you out of here. So thanks a lot for giving us your time. Yeah. No, absolutely. All right. You have a great evening, Peter. I mean, wow. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow, that's we a great talk, way to end this we interview. Just to be, we just talked about Peter. Thank you so much, Connor. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. All right, thanks. Bye. So I just called Connor Peter. <laughs> totally did. So we just uh, did. We just talk to the next Bachelor. No, we didn't. Or maybe future. But you know, I would love this honestly because we we talked about him before. Like we talked about him during the season, I really liked him. I thought he was very handsome. You did. I, I remember he, you were you were team. Connor. I thought he was. Ve- I thought he was very sweet, very genuine. Mm-hmm. Kind kind of like Peter because he compared himself yeah. to Peter in times that he, in the sense that he was quiet as well. And I feel like there was a lot of similarities between their characters, between their character on the show. Yeah. No, he's a really good guy, and I like really thought his question or his answers were super engaging and like. Yeah. He, like I said, he, before we started recording, he's an open book. So he kind of gave us fair game and yeah. it was like, all right. We, so. we we made sure that he was fine talking about everything. And he, he was like, yeah, easy bring to it talk on. to, Yeah, too. he was great. Yeah. What? I'm like, yeah, he was I'm fantastic. charmed by Connor. What? <laughs> are you, are you going to move the Dallas after Connor? Oh, no. I'm not, <laughs> he <laughs> don't uproot. I don't uproot for, <laughs> unless well, I know Connor. it's a sure thing. All right. <laughs> I will not be moving. And is is six six too tall for you at four eleven? No. Okay. No. All right. He's <laughs> like tall guys, but no. <laughs> Jeez, like are you trying to get me in trouble? Like let's get this out of here first. <laughs> but no, six six is not too tall. All right. Just well, a, for for future reference. <laughs> all right. Now we know. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. This has been this has been really great to sit down. We're happy to be back, by the way. Wait, like, we are so happy. It's been so long since I was. We were talking yesterday, and just like I feel like it's been forever since I've talked to yeah. you in general because we spent so much time together before. We just kind of yeah. like step back between the seasons, and then all of a sudden it had been a month and we hadn't said right. anything to each other. It's just a month, but felt like a year. So well, it's also been a month you. without our fans. It's also been a month without our fans. <laughs> So, yeah, we've missed you guys, but we'll be back at it. You know, we're going to kick off some new social media stuff and then you'll see you'll start to see us popping up more because those girls on Peter season. We'll talk about be, those. Yeah, we're going to have to give you guys the rundown, you know. Um, yeah, we've been waiting to hopefully get some more information out about them and their lives before we kind of sit down. Because I think last time we talked too early and then there was information that came out about the guys before. After we had already recorded 
our mm-hmm. our sit down. So we'll we'll be back for that. When this interview comes out, guys, we talked to Connor S from the show. He was Tweet actually at- there on the island. He was actually there in Latvia and all those other cool places. Absolutely. So <laughs> He's on the show. Tweet at him, show him some love, show him how much you appreciate him coming on the show. And also just let your friends know, everyone that watches the show, like, this is kind of a big deal. Not every podcast has current people from the show on the podcast. So let your friends know to give it a listen. Yes. He was fantastic. So give him some love on the internet as well. Yep. So, all right, guys. Well, we will talk to you in a few weeks. And until then, we hope you find your rose on your journey.